Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we'll continue with the series of them teaching on To God Be the Glory. To God Be the Glory. Because He's worthy. He's worthy of all the glory. And this particular message is, Lord, I want to have a new spiritual name, a new spiritual name. And uh, today I'm not talking about our natural names. Uh, I'm talking about our spiritual names. And I'll explain it a little bit more is that, uh, you know, legally we can change our name. Uh, but I'm speaking of um, not literally, but figuratively, I want to uh, change that what I'm known by, and those things that stand out and been standing out for years, I don't want that to stand out any longer. And we're going to talk about that just a little bit today. Uh, I want to go to Genesis chapter 25, and uh, I want to just read a little something there, because it's, it's so important to me uh, to lay the, the foundation that you would actually know what we're talking about. And this is, this is an account of where Isaac and, and Rebecca had a, um, a she, got, she got pregnant, and this is after a long time, and uh, she had twins. And so in chapter 20, Genesis chapter 25, verse 25, it says, Now the first came forth, and it's talking about the, the two, two boys. The first came forth red, all over like a hairy garment. And I've never seen a child like that, but... Uh, it is, it's interesting. It says, and they named him Esau, verse 26. Afterwards, his brother came forth with his hand holding on to Esau's heel. And that's interesting, too, uh, that, that uh, a child's coming out, got his hand wrapped around the heel of his brother, um, and that's, that's interesting. It says, so his name was called Jacob. Now, the, the, the commentary that I really wanted to emphasize is that in that verse 25, when it says that he came out red, it was anticipating the play on the meaning of Esau. Esau's other name, which is Edom, which means red. Harry was a Hebrew pawn, P-U-N, on the name Esau. And it says that Jacob means heel snatcher or trickster or supplanter, as we know. Now, I wanted to read that because I'm setting the stage for 
how people back then name people. And so uh, we, we are not like that today. We name our children. Uh, we go through a book of names and things like that. Uh, we, we name them what we think is a, a, a nice name. Uh, but usually it doesn't have a meaning to it. But in Hebrew, they had a name for most things. And so I said, okay, God, um, we are talking about not um, Esau. We're not talking about him, but we're talking about Jacob. So let's go to Genesis chapter 35. And verse 16, let's go there. Then they journeyed from Bethel. And this is the background. That's when, when, uh, when uh, Jacob and his family was coming back from uh, Laban, and he's been there 20 years and things like that. So uh, he's on his way back. And they journeyed from Bethel. And when there was still some distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth. And she suffered severe labor. Then she was in severe labor. When she was in severe labor, the midwife said to her, Do you fear, do not fear, for now you have another son. It came about as her soul was departing, for she died that she named him Benoni. And uh, it's pronounced different ways, uh, but it's like Illinois, so it's like uh, Benoit. And it depends on what you're reading. I have an uh, iPad where it reads Hebrew, and it reads one way, and uh, the other, uh, it reads it another way. So, anyway, it's been on it. And, but his father called him Benjamin. And now, when you think of these names, why did she name him Benoit? Why did she name him Benoit? And it said that she named him Benoit. Because it means the son of my sorrow. Now, that's, that's the reason why Jacob changed his name, because that's not a good, that's not a good name to name somebody. Uh, it's just like Nabal, when we studied Nabal, and that, well, Nabal meant fool, foolish, and so it also meant prominent. His, his parents probably, uh, like I said, probably meant prominent, uh, but it also could mean 
uh, fool. And so his character was, he was foolish. We, we, we studied that. And so, uh, but Noah would have been, every time he would hear that name, he would say, I'm the sorrow of my mother who died. She, she died uh, in childbirth, birth in me. And that is not something that is good. And so that's why Jacob uh, changed it to Benjamin. And Benjamin means the son of the right hand. So that's, that's completely different. And the background now, uh, as, as I said, is that I'm not talking about a literal name change because uh, I was telling someone who, uh, uh, one, one of my, the people who, who, who um, is a doctor's assistant, a doctor, uh, they, they said, my father's name was Willie, and your name is Willie. And um, uh, I said, I don't know what that means, except I know why my mother named me Willie. is because my father's name was Willie. Uh, but I'm not a junior because my middle name is uh, not the same as his middle name. But I don't have a clue why or what Willie means. Never looked it up. Uh, didn't care uh, what, what, what the word meant. But see, they care. They care what that word, for what you name a person. They care. And so I want to say to do, you today, we want to talk about not the uh, literal name changing. We want to talk about uh, really figuratively what is this, what, what's, what's my character? How, how am I? What type of person am I? And we want to study a little bit about Jacob because Jacob, we know we said the name meant like trickster. Uh, he was a person who uh, would, would just uh, be doing things. We know that he stole his brother's birthright. Uh, we know that uh, he tricked his father into giving him the blessing instead of his brother at the command of his mother. So we know that that happened, but we're also going to look at somebody else who, um, like Laban. Laban had a character. Laban was similar to Jacob, both of them was tricksters. Both of them uh, was not what they, their character was not what it's supposed to be. So we're going to talk about that name change. Literally, you know, does, is Jacob going to stay a trickster? Is he going to stay the type of person that, that wants to uh, steal somebody's birthright or want to take advantage of some people? Is he going to still be like that? Is he, is he going to be a type of uh, negative uh, character, characteristics that people don't want to be around? And so when I was, when I was uh, studying, I said, well, God, and praying, I said, God, um, this series is about giving you the glory. And I told you that 
we have to allow the Spirit of God to change some of our characteristics in order for God to get more glory from who we are and how we act and what we say and what we do. God wants the glory. He didn't make any junk. He didn't make any slouches. He made someone who he has a purpose and a plan for your life. And he has a plan for my life. So if he has a plan for all of our lives, then how do we walk out that plan? We said that a scripture said that, you know, if we give God the glory, then that's how you can tell that we're his disciples indeed. Because we, we desire to glorify him. So let's look again at some of these things uh, that Jacob went through. Let's go to Genesis chapter 20, chapter 31. Let's go there. And we're going to study a little bit about Jacob. Because it's uh, very interesting to me uh, how... Jacob was. Let's uh, go to verse. Let's go um, to verse uh, thirty-eight. Genesis chapter thirty-one, thirty-eight. Let's go there. Now <coughs> you can read all the backdrop of all these things because uh, this is when Jacob tricked and was deceptive with Laban because he worked for his daughters and he worked for his cattle and things. He'd been there 20 years. And so we're going to pick it up as he slipped away while, while Laban was shearing sheep. And we went through that a little bit with, uh, with also Nabal. But he was shearing sheep. So um, Jacob took this opportunity, took his family, took all his things. He left. He was about a three-day journey. And and uh, Laban came and caught up with him. And this is where we pick it up. Verse 38. These 20 years I have been with you. Your youths and your female goats have not miscarried. Nor have I eaten that the, the rams of your flock. That which was torn of beasts, I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it myself. You required it of me, of my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. And that's not a good thing for your father-in-law to do, to... Uh, require that anything missing of mine, you take the blame for it. You take it out of your thing, not mine. Verse 40. Thus 
I was. By day, the heat consumed me, and the frost by night. He was looking out for Laban's things, his sheep. And my sleep fled from my eyes. These 20 years I have been with you in your house, I served you 14 years for two daughters and six years for your flock. And you changed my wages ten times. Now, that's a lot of time to change somebody's wages, you know, <clears throat> especially if, 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 if it changes for the worse, you know, ten times. And he, he's, he's, this is his, this is Laban's son-in-law. So Laban was a, a cruel person. He would tell Jacob one thing, and then God would bless it. So Laban would change it. And then God would bless that. Laban would change it. And he kept changing it because he wanted the advantage, and he didn't want Jacob to have the upper hand. Verse 30, 42. If the, if the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been for me, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. Now, as you read the story on your own, you will know that that's, that's what Laban would have done. Laban would have would have done that, and you'll see it a little later on. So he rendered judgment last night, and he told God had visited uh, Laban by a dream and said, "Hey, don't say anything to Jacob, good or bad. Don't say anything, because see, Jacob uh, he would want to leave, and Laban would say, oh, look, look, why don't you, why don't you?'" Uh, I don't want you to leave empty-handed. I want you to work for some things so that I can send you away good. And he, Laban just wanted him to stay. And so he would keep changing things like that. And uh, so I said, well, God, that's not good of, of Laban. I don't want to be like Laban. I don't want to be a person that changes people's wages, that that's just a mean person, that's not a thoughtful person, that's not a considerate person, there's not a person who cares about somebody who's your own flesh and blood, somebody who's done you well. Because think, think about it now. Jacob, because of him, Laban was well off. When, when Jacob came, Laban didn't have much. But because God was with everything that Jacob did there, Laban got blessed. You remember it was the same way or similar when uh, Joseph was, 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 was up. Uh, he, he was given to Potiphar. What happened to Potiphar? He got blessed. He got blessed. 
He was accused of uh, uh, raping his, his wife. He was thrown in prison. He ain't raped nobody. He ain't do nothing. He, he, he was just trying to run away, keep him away from the lady. And what happened in the prison? Everybody got blessed in the prison. So it happened that way with Jacob. Jacob caused Laban to flourish. Yet Laban was cruel to Jacob. He was cruel to him. That's, 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 that's really terrible. We need to be more of a thankful people. We need to realize that if somebody's been nice to you, why would you try to um, do things that's going to hinder their, their, uh, what they're trying to do? Why would you do that? God has been so good to us. Why would we now don't want to serve God and God is the only reason why we are living today. And we may think we are living because we take care of ourselves, we eat well, you know, we, we take herbs and stuff, stuff like that. No, no. There's plenty of people die young. Plenty of people. So I'm thankful to God, and I'm thankful to people who helped me along the way, who've been nice to me. Uh, I want to be nice to them. I really do. Let's look at um, Genesis chapter 32, uh, verse 22. We're talking about a, a name change, but not a literal name change. We're talking about changing some of the things about us. That's what we're talking about. Verse 22. Now he arose that same night and took his two wives and his two maids and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. Now this is talking about um, after he left Laban, he was still on his way. And he sent word to Esau, and you remember Esau, his mother, uh, sent Jacob away to her family because Esau was going to kill him for for taking his blessing. And so it's been 20 years later now, he's on his way back, and he knows he's going to run into Esau, uh, and Esau's going to hear about it. So he sent word to Esau. Uh, by his servants, say, uh, Esau sent you this gift. Uh, 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 Jacob sent you this gift, and he's behind us. And he did that with, with all these gifts. He just kept loading gifts on gifts on gifts on and and um, And so when uh, his servant came back and said, hey, we saw Esau, and Esau, he's going to come meet you, and he has... 400 men with him. And Jacob, uh, it's one he didn't have a heart attack. But he, he, said, he said, oh, my goodness gracious, well, I have to do something. And so he, that's when he, he thought about, I sent him these gifts now. I, I kind of uh, went his heart, or by the time he get to me, he, he, he might accept me. And so this is the night just before uh, going across there and meeting Esau. 
he, he sent his children and all everything he had, it says in verse 23, he took them and sent them across the stream and he sent across whatever he had. Then it says that, verse 23, then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. Now, now here's, I can't picture that either, but this is what was happening here. He's by himself. In verse 25, it says, when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh. So the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for dawn is is breaking. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And I'm trying to think now, okay, he's wrestling, and he gets a dislocated no help, and, and, and I know it's got to be in pain. And he said, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. I wonder how bad did Jacob want this blessing? And, and I had to ask myself that, is how bad do I want to change some of my characteristics that I won't be like I have always been in some areas? In some areas. In some areas, I'm okay. Some areas, you're okay. But there are some areas that I won't change. I really do. I don't want to be the same way that I was when I was 20 years old. I don't want to be that way. So how do I get a, how, how can I change this characteristics? And see, so I, I was wondering, so God, how can we change that which has been going on for years? Years. I remember, um, he's not here today, but um, Lord Fox, he was, um, he was a student at Lincoln when I was teaching at Lincoln when I was younger. And <clears throat> uh, you're not supposed to, you know, the bus bring the students there, and then they, you know, they, they, wait in the halls and stuff and play around until it's time to go to class. Well, the gym is right by the hallway where they were, and here I hear this sound, bam! And I go out in the hall, and there was Lord. And he had run into the door. And I said, that serves you right. You know, running. You're not supposed to run in the hall. Get up! Now, I didn't know at the time that years later, uh, uh, here, Lord is at Faith Christian Fellowship, uh, and I was talking to him uh, when, he, when, when we were over in this building, and I said, Lord, you remember when, when you were young? He said, yeah, I remember you were mean. <laughs> you know? And I, I, said, I said, Lord, I was mean? He said, yeah, you were mean. And, and, and see, 
he was talking about that day that he ran into the wall. And I had no sympathy. None. I, I should have said, you know, if I were uh, like Christ, I was like, oh, my goodness gracious, son. Uh, you know, get up. Are you okay? Are you okay? Do you, do you need? See, but no, uh-uh. I ain't said nothing. I said, it serves you right, you know. It serves you right. Get up, you know. And, and now, that was part of my character. I'm serious. Part of my character. I was the type of person that I was young. I was 20, 21 at that time and 22, 23. I was in my early 20s. And, and uh, if a fella didn't, jump, didn't dress out for gym, we had a, we had a, a place where we keep stuff that you play with, you know, all the, you know, the, the balls and the, all the, those things, that, the jump jar, all the things that, that uh, is like equipment storage place that was in the locker room where the boys dress out. And our offices, the coach's office, was in the locker room also with a glass uh, 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 window so we can see them uh, so that they wouldn't be getting into trouble uh, while they're dressing and picking on people and stuff like that. Uh, so when the students would come and they didn't dress out, I said, okay, students who dress out, we're going outside and play and here come the ones that did I said, oh, you're not going nowhere. You get in this cage, and I locked the door. I am serious. I locked the door of this cage. I, now, it, it, it's a wonder. If, if that happened now, I wouldn't be here because uh, I've been locked up, you know. <laughs> I've been locked up. But back then... You know, coaches, they can do anything, you know. Uh, they can do anything because that was the times we lived in, you see. But I would lock them up, and we'll come back from playing, and, you know, the people who, the students who were playing, they'll be picking, oh, look at you. Oh, you're in a cage. You're in a cage. You know, uh, they knew that if they didn't, they didn't dress out, they were going to be locked up in a cage, in the cage. They knew that. Now, the people who played for me because I was a coach, the people who play, played for me, uh, this is football, uh, if they didn't go to class, didn't do what they were supposed to do, messing up, I was sent for them. And I had this, I, I was in a fraternity when I was in college. And uh, they, uh, I don't know whether you've seen a paddle or not, a fraternity paddle, but it has, but I had I had my fraternity paddle out of sure to fellas. This is what they get if they act up in class. I was sent for them. I said, look, you got two choices. Uh, I'm going to put you off the team, or you're going to take some licks with my paddle. And they said, I'll take some licks with a paddle, Coach. I, I want to play. And I, I, I would hit them. Yes, I would. I would hit them. They had to bend over. I would hit them with my paddle. I'd give them stroke. That was how bad I was. And I'm saying this not out of uh, proudness. It's out of ignorance. It's out of ignorance. 
but I'm telling you what my character was like. I was mean. You know, I was mean. And so um, I don't want to be like that. Thank God for Jesus Christ. He saved my soul, and I, and I found out how nice we should be towards each other. And so, um, but I have other things that haven't been straightened out yet. This is my character. And I was, I was saying, God, how do I do this thing? How can I get rid of some of this stuff that Minerva would say, hey, this needs to change. It needs to change. I was just telling her this morning, I'm changing. I, I, I told her that, uh, I'll see, because it, it, for those who you're married, you, you, I'm sure you're going to understand what I mean. If you, if you have one bathroom that both of you use, you have to take turns. And my turn is first, and I have to get out by a certain time for her to get in and get ready. And it's been, in this particular house, it's been years, years, years. And it was the same in the other house, too, uh, because we were... We've been married 50 years, and this is 51 coming up this year. And I've been doing the same thing, though. Do you hear what I'm saying? 50 years is that I know I have to be, I have to be, get in the bathroom by 7.30 to be out by 8.30. But I'm a procrastinator. So I told her this morning, baby, I have changed. I have changed. I'm changing. See, I went in this morning at uh, 7 o'clock. So I'll be out by 8 o'clock. And if I went a little over, she doesn't come in for 8.30, so we're still good. I said, I'm changing, baby. I am changing. And, and why am I changing? Because this message, when God is, is, is teaching me, I don't teach you stuff that doesn't relate to anything that I don't, that, hey, this is just some, some words, and I don't have to live by them, but, you know, no. All of us need some changing of something because the only perfect one I've known to walk this earth was Jesus Christ. And so we have some things that uh, we are being sanctified. We're being drawn closer to him. The Holy Spirit is working with us. You see, so therefore, I I I said, God, help me to change. Help me to change. And I know that he'll do it because uh, I, was, um, I, I was crying one day before God. I'm, I'm serious. I was weeping before God because I've been overweight all my life. 
until about 30, 25, about 30 years ago. I said to God, God, if you help me to lose this weight, because I, I, I couldn't lose it. I would lose some and gain some more. Lose some, gain some. You know, how, you know how it goes. You know, you lose and gain, lose and gain, lose and gain. And I said, if you help me lose this, I will never be overweight again. Now, that's a, like a vow <laughs> you make before God. And I said, and, and I haven't. I haven't. And I knew that if I said something to God, if I said, God, I want this change because I don't want it to be the same. Can you, be, can you imagine being married to somebody 50 years and they're still doing the same thing they were doing at year one? See, that, that's, not, that's not good. And, and, the, and the thing you're doing at year one is not a good thing. It's a bad thing that, that she doesn't like, that I'm not considerate. That's another uh, thing that, that, that I have to get rid of. Consider, be considerate of others. Be considerate. So, so I'm telling you that this name change is just, a, just what God gave me to, to uh, say, but it's not actually a name change. It's a character change. It's a habit change. It's, a, it's some changes in there that need to be made. And I said, well, God, how are we going to do that? It's, it's not, the only way we're going to do that is we're going to have to be very, very, very determined to do it. I mean, it can't be no, yes, yes, uh, uh, I, want to, I want to be on time. I want, my, I want to get out of the bathroom so that my wife can use the bathroom. I want to be very considerate of her. Well, 50 years later, you're still not considerate. So what's your problem? Well, my problem is that I don't want to strong enough. Okay, that's one of them. And the other problem is that God is not in it because I haven't asked him to be in it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I need to do like I did about, about my, my weight. I need to ask him, so God, if you help me, I'm going to, by your grace, get this thing done. Because why should I stand up here and, and, and tell you that how you need to change some things? I need to change some things. And she's sitting right there and know that for 50 years I've made her late places because I procrastinate in doing what I'm supposed to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this is real to me. So whether you do it or whether you don't do it, that's on you. That's between you and God. But I ask God, God, what are some things I need to change? That is number one. Because, because she deserves to be honored more than I have been honoring her. Even though I, I say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How many times do you want to hear, I'm sorry? You know, well, 70 times 70. Well, that's not enough because 70 times 70 is not going to add up 
it adds up, you know, very, very small compared to 50 years. So uh, by God's grace, I'm going to get it done. And I'm asking you that why don't we take Jacob's example here. How did Jacob get changed from a swindler, from uh, somebody grabbing the heel, uh, somebody? How, how did he get changed from these things that's, that, that was wrong with him? He met his match in, of course, Laban. But that wasn't that didn't change him. Only thing that changed him was God. God changed Jacob because Jacob desired. I said, well, why wouldn't he let him go, you know? So he's wrestling with God. Why, why wouldn't he let him go? Um, he wanted to be blessed because he just come from a man that, that was, a, was a terrible, mean person taking advantage of him. So he, he didn't want to be like that. But there's no way for him to change. So he says, okay, this is what I'll do. I'm going to, I need to be blessed. And so God blessed him by changing his name. He changed his name from Jacob, which is a supplanter, to Israel. See? And so he gave him a name change. Now when he hears that, he no longer hears swindler, you know, supplanter. Because that's what he heard every time somebody called his name. You're Jacob. You're supplanter. You're this. You're that. God changed his name. So God said, you need a, a name change, not literally, but figuratively. You need to be changed inside. You got to want to bad enough. Jacob wanted to because he didn't want to die because he knew Esau, when he left 20 years earlier, Esau was going to kill him. So he... When, when his people say Esau's coming, 400 men, he got scared. He, he's ready to, 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 oh, my goodness gracious, I'm going to try to appease him. But now he got an opportunity to, to be blessed, so he asked for a blessing. I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. So God blesses him with a name change. And so that's what I want, and that's what I want for you. I want a name change figuratively. I want character to be changed for you. I don't want you to be known by what you have been doing, by what, how you've been acting, by how you've been talking, by what you've been treating, how you've been treating people. I don't want you to be that way anymore. I don't want to be that way anymore. So ask God, for well, what is it that you want me to do first of all? And then you say, okay, God, you, you got to help me. You got to give me an inside change. God will do it. Got to do it. To God be the glory. Thank you, Pastor. And uh, actually, the verse after the blessing that we usually speak over you talks about... uh, God putting his name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So here's what the Lord would have you hear today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And here's that verse. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Go in peace today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.